episode, we're going to be talking about why we left our church. God has taken us through a transition of moving um, churches. So where do we start with this? We were youth pastors at Freedom Centre. And so what actually happened was... And it's a bit of a story and a journey of how we got there. It's one of those God stories. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Toby Zapier and I'm your host. And I'm your host, Susan Zapier. And this is What God Has Done. Where miracles unleash faith. Welcome to the podcast, What God Has Done. I am your host, Toby Zapier. And I'm Susan Zapier. We want to say welcome. This is an episode that is a catch up. So we're going to be talking about why we left our church, where we are now, what's been happening in our life. So I'm going to send it off to you, Susan. (laughs) Thanks, Toby. Um, I feel like it's been a while since we've done a podcast episode with just the two of us. Yeah. Um, Our very first one was just the two of us and- if you know us, you know we can talk. So obviously we're going to try not to go for hours, but we thought it's important to let our listeners and our viewers know what's been going on in the world of Toby and Susan. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, there's so much to talk about. Mm. But yes, we have been through a transition. God has taken us through a transition of moving um, churches. So we've connected to a new church um, body and have become of become a part of a church family now at Numa Church. Um, and it's a bit of a story and a journey of how we got there. It's, um, it's one of those God stories. Uh, so, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I feel like I want to tell it, but we need to tell it together because Toby <laughs> he always has, I guess, a different perspective and it can bring um, the character of the story out a bit better. Yeah. So where do we start with this? So we were, we were youth pastors at Freedom Center. Um, and so what actually happened was we had a fantastic year with amazing. the youth. It amazing. was amazing. How many kids got baptized, babe? Um, I think all the kids got baptized except for one. Yeah. Um, which was incredible because when we came into the youth program, I think there was only, you know, four or a five that were baptized, perhaps four. Um, not that our goal stepping into that role was to get all the kids baptized, but we wanted to um, get them to develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which would then lead them to seeking baptism yeah. and wanting to join in with Christ in that way, making mm. that commitment. So by the end of the year, having them get baptized, especially on the youth camp, I think it was a very emotional camp. Um, yeah, it was incredible that we had, yeah, even kids that were going to start youth that weren't in youth came on the camp and got baptised before they even started youth, which was incredible. So good. And all glory to God, you know. I mean, the spirit moves, you preach the truth, you really love these kids, you get behind them and you lead them. You lead them into a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And we had an amazing year, hey? Mm-hmm. Like It was good. We got these kids preaching on the street. Yeah. Um, Laying we, hands, praying for people, yeah. for strangers. Yeah. Um, we, had that, we had a prophetic name box where 
they ask God for a name um, of a person. That's a whole another story. But yeah, we <laughs> they we found a guy called James. It's in our other podcast. You can see it. Um, I talk about it with John and Magana Cruz, and yeah, it was just it was it was an amazing year. And we did youth church on a Wednesday. It was great. Um, by the end of the year, the kids were running their own youth church yeah, at the it was camp, so good. and they were great. We had amazing word preaching. We had amazing prophetic word. We had prayer, and they were just they really stepped into that authority and it really showed us that everything that we've sown and watered, the Lord's really brought the increase of the fruit. So yeah, when we left freedom, um, we, we felt very, we, we found it very hard to part from, from the youth because we, we developed this bond with them. We were seeing them three times a week, um, twice in our home and once at church and, you know, the relationships, it was really hard to, to say goodbye. Not that it's goodbye forever, but, you know, goodbye in a church setting. Yeah. And imagine this, right? So just for the – God is so amazing. So I'm, I'm prepared. I, I want to just exp- – I want to I talk about this one time. So mm. this one time I'm preaching a message and um, what happens is before I start to preach, the Holy Spirit falls upon me and it starts to – speak to these kids about spiritual gifts mm. and about the fivefold ministry, you know, some apostles, some pastors, some prophets, some evangelists, some teachers. And they just, can you imagine, the, most of the kids in there are year seven to year nine, right? Mm. Yep. So they're fresh into youth and the Holy Spirit's like, you're going to teach them <laughs> about a fivefold ministry, you know, and it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty heavy stuff. For like a 13, 14-year-old. I mean, there are some adults out there that don't even know about yeah, the fivefold ministry. Right. So imagine a 13, somewhere even 12 years old, they were listening to this information, but they loved it. They pulled out their books and oh, their notepads and they were taking notes. notes. It was great. Yeah. And, you know, God revealed to us um, where they sit in the office, you know, mm. and they really honed into those gifts, eh? Yeah, they did. Um, and- just watching them grow was was amazing, you know, and it was so amazing that we actually got to impart mm, this. Yep. And I just, I want to run quickly to Ephesians 4 um, where it says this, and I, I'm just going to read it just real quick. And it says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. So it's just amazing to impart that. Mm, yep. You know, for the perfecting of the saints and That's edifying right. the body of Christ. And we're really honored that the Holy Spirit knew because it's all knowing. Mm. You know, God is all knowing that that had another plan for us to leave Freedom Center and wanted to impart something. Yep. It's like the Holy Spirit was setting up this foundation of fivefold within the youth group. Mm. And we love Freedom Center. We know Freedom Center is in the process of hitting revival. And with that, we know that a lot of young people are going to enter the church that need discipleship. They're going to enter the church body. They're going to be become saints, baptized with Christ, and they're going to need perfecting in their walk. And I feel like the Lord, I feel really honored by the Lord because he helped us raise well, he raised through us these beautiful children, kids, youth 
that are now operating in the fivefold. Yeah. And we were also so blessed to have uh, Mel and Jordan that were under us at the time of serving. And they've really stepped up into um, a role of leadership where they are now leading these these children and so doing awesome. an amazing job at it yeah. as well. Yeah, which is so awesome. Mm-hmm. We're no longer youth pastors, but we are God's favourite child. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. Anyway, that's a bit of an inside joke. That's isn't an inside it? joke. It is. Um, so then, like, what happened? Yeah, just tell them what happened. Okay. Well, I think I got a vision. The Lord's been definitely speaking to me in the in the ways of visions and dreams, and um, showing me the prophetic. And that's the office that I, I believe the Lord's calling me into. Um, so He showed me a vision of twelve people praying in a circle. It looked like it was a living room, and the Lord said to me clearly, they're praying for you to come. Um, and I thought, okay, well, you know, 12, they're praying for us to come. Maybe it's a small church. Maybe Lord's going to send us 12 people and we're going to run a home church. <clears throat> I mean, you don't really know, like, what does that mean? I'm waiting for the Holy Spirit to reveal that to me personally and tell me what does that actually mean. Um, but I was certain that this was from the Lord. Um it happened when I was in my secret place reading my word and I got this vision and I journaled it and, you know, drew it in my book and everything. I told Toby, Toby was already in a place of God is speaking to me. I believe it's time for us to move on. Um, so this wasn't a new or shocking thing for Toby. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, God spoke to me and to cut a long story short, it's pretty much I have some different growing in a different place for you and it's time to move on, son. That's, that's pretty much mm, mm. in a nutshell without getting too deep involved in what God's saying and all this other stuff. But, um, yeah, it's time to move on, son. And so it was a hard process. It was a hard process. Um, we – we um, kept this close to our hearts, um, what the Lord was speaking to us about, because we wanted to um, invite the Lord in the middle of this decision and really um, keep it secret and special in between the two of us as we continue to seek the Lord mm. for clarity and for confirmation. So that's that's a process we took and we had um, confirmation from a couple of mouths um, of people that we trust and we know hear from the Lord and people who actually don't know the context or that we were seeking. So that was the whole point. We did not want to, um, talk to many people about it and just keep it private. So that way the Lord could speak through other people to us as confirmation. And he did that. You know, we got confirmation from a friend of mine that is a pastor of a church that isn't local, is hours away. And, you know, they came over and they said, you know, seeking the Lord. And the Lord told me that you're going to move church. And we're like, wow, okay. Um, that's one confirmation. So tick. we kept that yeah, close to our heart. We did. Yes. But then what happened is this is a little twist on the story. Mm. So what happened is um, she's actually sent out a video about following the cloud. And Susan watched this video and Freedom Centers was in a process of moving locations. So Susan says, I think possibly the Lord is saying that 
we're going to be moving locations. Mm. And this is, a, this is a real thing. And I want to speak about this because this is really important. When God gives you a word, there's all this stuff that goes against it also, you know, and all this confusion sometimes. Is it really you, Lord? Did you really say that? It's confirmed in one mouth. Yeah, but am I perceiving it wrong? Because we don't want to make a mistake. So a mm. lot of it is trying to be diligent to make sure, yes, 100%, this is what's God, what God has said um, and what God wants to do, and I'm going to follow exactly what, what he said and be obedient because we don't want to do something and think, oh, my gosh, I read this wrong. Or, But then again, it's knowing God and knowing that he's a good father and that if you do step on the wrong side or you do step on the track that's not necessarily the track that he wants you to go, to know who he is and know that he will stop you and say, hey, Son, daughter, no, 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 no. I said this and go this way. And this is, and, th- and so we're in this little kind of battle. Mm. And Susan calls me and says, I think it's following the cloud. And Freedom Center at the time were preaching about following the cloud. St- I think they're still in that theme of following the cloud. I'm not sure because we're not there anymore. But at that time, they're in a theme of following the cloud. And Susan's like, of course, we're following the cloud. They're moving from one location to another location. That's the word. And I said, Susan, I know God has said to us, it's time to move on somewhere else. It's not that place. And she says, oh, okay, well, I said, that's, that's it. And so I kind of had to go. It was on the phone, a phone call site. We, we hung up mm. and I just said, I was sitting in the car and I just said to the Lord, I said, Lord, you have to make it clear to my wife. You have to send someone somehow, some way. You have to reveal this to her. And I'm, I'm not too sure if I got the vision after that or before that. No, I got the vision before that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing, right? And what I was saying, sometimes you get so worked up in, did I hear God right? Or maybe mm. I've heard him wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you forget the prophecy. <laughs> you start to question or doubt. And it, goes, to- it goes back to the, the garden of... Um, Eden. Eden, yes, that's right. Sorry, I had a blank. It goes back to the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, you know. Um, they were so close into a relationship with God and God didn't hide from them. God was with them. God walked with them in the garden. And then the serpent came and confused them about who they are, you know. And I think that's what the enemy does. He'll come and confuse you about the word that God has given you or the promise that God has given you or the prophecy that God, that God has given you just to get you off track a little bit because we know confusion is not from God. And I feel like that's that, that moment I was starting to get a bit confused. Mm. I was like, okay, I feel confused. I'm not sure now. Um, but I actually had a friend come over and the way it worked out is it wasn't long after I got off the phone to Toby. It was probably like an hour. An hour, yeah. And I guess we don't usually catch up and hang out during the day because we both, you know, I work on the business that we're doing. We're doing a couple of businesses and she works from home. Um, plus I've got little Caleb that I'm taking care of. So it, it was a pretty random catch up and she comes over and she knew. The Lord had told her that morning in her kitchen that we were moving churches and I hadn't spoken to her a word about our situation. Mm. Yeah. and so. That confirms that. But I just, I want to circle back to something. In the Bible, it says when God made Adam, he made him 
in his likeness and his mm-hmm. image. Mm-hmm. So when the serpent says, you'll be like God, I'm already like God. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and this is the thing. He made us in his image, in his likeness. Yep. He's already like God. Yeah, that's right. So he doesn't have to eat from a fruit to become like God. And that's the deception, you know. But, yeah, so overcomes this, this friend and confirms. We're mm-hmm. like, okay, in the mouths of two or three, there we go. Yeah. And, I like, we hadn't made the decision of moving until that person confirmed. And then I said, well, yes, we are moving. Yeah. I knew it was from the Lord. I knew I had that confirmation. I had that peace about it straight away. Mm. Um, and obviously it's bittersweet, you know, for anyone who has been called out of a church into another church, you would understand if God has called you out, it's, it is bittersweet because you love that church family. You've invested in them and then you almost like a plant. You've got to uproot and go plant somebody, somewhere else, which can be really tough. Oh, yeah. Of course, we don't encourage people to move churches out of hurt or offence. That That is not the right reason to move because, church. Yeah, people are people, right? You're going to get hurt anywhere. Yeah, that's right. It's a hospital. Church is like a hospital yep. for people, spiritual hospital, mm. you know, and you're going to get hurt of people. People aren't going to show up the way you expect people to show up. Um, you know, and that's going to happen. doesn't matter where, where you are. Yeah. You know, you may, you may lack community here because some people may not, you know, want to sow into you, into your friendship. And then you might go somewhere else and everyone sows into your friendship, but then that may hurt you in different ways, you know? That's right. So wherever you go, I guess the greatest thing anyone could do which is coming back to the Bible is be led by the spirit, not by the flesh Mm -hmm. and say, yeah, I don't like this for this or I don't like that for that. And obviously, yeah, if your pastor or preacher is is preaching something that is contrary (laughs) to the Bible, then it's, then it's, yeah, you should run from that place. Yes, correct. But um, besides that, I think. But the Holy Spirit will tell you. Yeah. If you're sitting in church and you, it doesn't seem right. What the, what the preacher is preaching you are then to go and take it in your secret place, secret place, ask the Lord, seek the truth in his word, in the Bible, mm. and go from there. Yeah. Um, I think the whole thing that you're saying, Toby, is walk in the spirit and not the flesh, and that is so true. You need to really consult God in your decisions. Yeah. Um, as humans, the flesh loves free will and it loves to abuse it sometimes, um, but you think about God as a good father and he likes to be consulted in these decisions. Especially one as big as uh, moving church. If you're serving in the church, you are a pillar to that church. That's right. So you leaving the church is going to have a great impact on the people and on that church body. So it's really important that you've had confirmation from the Lord, that it is the Lord that's calling you out and that you are obedient to his calling, um, however crazy it might seem. I mean, if the Lord was to tell us to move to another country, we would have done it because it's that obedience that we're doing. Yeah. And, and this is the thing that I want to also share. Not only did we get it confirmed, when we then told people the news, um, one of the pastors said, yeah, I knew. God told me. God revealed that to me. Yeah. Um, and then some other people who actually discipled us, when they came to know, yep. they said, well, the Lord told us at the start of the year. Yep. And the Lord told me two weeks ago that this was the end. And when you start to hear this, you know what you're doing 
is on track yep. to where God's taking you and leading you, yep. which was amazing. And so, yeah, we, um, we left on good terms and we love you guys all at Freedom Center. We love Pastor Peter, Pastor Sonia, Pastor Neil, Pastor Grace. Um, they're a fantastic men and women of God who are leading people into revival. Mm. Um, so we are praying for you and we continue to pray for you and we do love you. Um, then what happened? We leave, right? It was the hardest oh period goodness. because we would have loved for God to tell us where we were going. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people said, oh, you're leaving, but where are you going? Like, and it's like, know. we don't know. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, you don't have to tell us if you don't want to. It's like, no, we actually we, we, we don't, don't know. know. It's not a secret. Um, we're all the universal church body anyway. So, you know, um, it was a tough period of church hopping. It's like we were shopping for the right church, but not to find one that suits us, to find one where the Lord wants us. So every time we went to a service at a church, we're like, okay, Lord, do you want us here? And we're like sharpening our ears, waiting for the Lord to speak and really, um, yeah, really seeking him every single Sunday. But the hard thing was, I think for me, was we had to wait another seven days until another Sunday to go that to was, another church. <laughs> that was that – was- that was the worst. Thing. It was the worst. Unless we went to multiple services in one day and sometimes we did that, but it's hard with a baby. So yeah, yeah that I found that to be hard. We did that for seven weeks, I think. Six, seven weeks. About seven weeks. Yeah. But this yeah. is this is the bit this is the thing. You go into these churches and you just gotta sit on God's promise. There's twelve people, they're praying for us. There's twelve people, they're praying for us. God's confirmed it in many mouths, okay, mm-hmm. because at, at points you think, have we made a mistake? Oh, my gosh. Have mm-hmm. we not heard properly? And this is the deception again. The doubt. You've, been, you've had it confirmed in five people's mouths. You've had a vision. What more do you want? Just go. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit will lead you. But, yeah, it's our humanity that yep. says, uh-oh, have we made a mistake? And we went, we went through that. <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, and so – we end up at Numa West. Yes. After trying some other churches and sometimes on a Sunday we went to two services and the Lord's like, no, no, no. And there were some real healthy churches. There's some very healthy very churches. Very healthy so we churches. Thought, wow, this, we this, thought, is this is a healthy is, church. Yeah. Um, this is a great church. There's, you know, no, not that we're going around trying to find fault, but we wanted to make sure we're planting ourselves in the correct doctrine, yeah. in a place that was, you know, loving God, making disciples. We wanted it to be biblical. And we we found some churches that were really healthy, but the Lord wasn't saying plant there. Mm. And we were like, oh, okay, all right, well, next church. We ended up at Numa West, which is incredible. It's an incredible church. Yeah. And they're just they're, they're in a they're in a town, they're in a little hall. Yeah, community it's hall. Community hall. And man, people are on fire for oh, it's great. For Jesus was good. Mm-hmm. And so this um, this lady, young young girl, mm-hmm. comes up to me, young adult I should say, comes up to me and says, "Oh, you know, I was asking God about you, and God's showing me you have an apostolic grace." Mm. And I said, "Okay." And she says, "Oh, it's your first time here." I said, "We're actually we we're youth pastors at our last church, and God's called us out, um, and we're looking for the right soil to plant." And she says, "Yeah." Mm. She says, God's going to let you know in two weeks where you're going to, what church you're going to plant. You're going to have a dream. You're going to have a, a vision and you're going to have a word. And within, within 
in the next two weeks, you'll plant. And you'll plant at a church that when you walk in, it'll feel like you've come home. And she says, and God's going to take you through different um, different graces in different offices in teaching and mm. the fivefold. Mm. I said, okay. I said, you need to tell my wife this. And then so I called over Susan. And she looks at me. She's just like, oh, prophetic. Oh, this makes <laughs> sense. And I thought, oh, okay, all right, this woman's, she's in the spirit. She's hearing from the Lord, you know. <laughs> it was great. I don't even think we said hi. She just looked at me. She's like, oh, yeah, prophetic. Oh, yeah, with the apostolic. Yeah, okay, I understand. And I was like, oh, okay, hi. You know, what's going on here? Yeah. And she repeated the same thing. And I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. Because I was in my secret place saying, Lord, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. I just, I need a time frame. You know, I don't want to be a wanderer for years. It's it's really hard for me. I, I want to be a part of a church body. I want to, I want to serve in a church body. I want to, you know, like that was real. That's my heart desire. So I was like, I don't want to do this anymore, Lord, where I'm wandering around. And so when she said two weeks, I was like, oh yes, thank you, Lord. Like two weeks, I can do that. <laughs> that's a time that I can manage. It's just, you know, not next Sunday, the Sunday after we're going to know. So yeah, we were, we were like, okay. I think that was, that got rid of any um, discouragement. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, we're getting, we go to a couple of other churches within the first week and then in the second week, um, leading up to the second week, we're like, oh Lord, you're the God of the 11th hour. Where are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we have the Planet Shakers Conference. Yes. And, and you would see that recording. We did a podcast on the go for yeah. that. Um, and we had that Planet Shakers Conference and it was great. And we're like, this is amazing. The, the spirit's moving here. We're like. Is it here, Lord? Is it here? Are we planting here? You know, because this is the second week and it's two weeks and, you know, we're feeling really connected to the messages. And I think it was a very hard period. But, yeah, the Lord did show up on the 11th hour. We, we ended up at Newman North. But hold on. Before we go there. Okay. Before right. we go there. Yes. In that previous week, no, in this week coming up to the Planet Shakers conference, I'm saying to Susan, should we, maybe we should go to Pastor Glenn and Pastor Lynn's church in Numa North and have a chat with them and just say, hey, guys, you guys moved from a different country to Australia. And how did the Lord kind of lead you? How did you find your feet? Because this is the first time we're doing it. Let's just go ask someone of experience. So we've got that kind of in the, in the, you know. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. We can go ask them. They can give some advice of yeah. what it, what it's like stepping out and seeking the Lord of, of where to go next. Mm. Um, and then we meet Steve, which we met the year before um, at the Planet Shakers conference. He's just sitting outside reading a book by Benny Hinn, mm. um, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Great book. And there's a whole conference going on and he's just <laughs> outside just reading this book. And we just, Kayla was kind of playing up, so we, th- we thought we're going to go change his nappy. So we both walked out <laughs> and there he is. And I said, Steve, and he says, hey, man, how you going? I said, oh, good. How are you? It was good. He goes, how's church? How's-? So we're actually in a transition. We're trying to find. He says, oh, he says, me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, out of nowhere, he just says, you know, Pastor Glenn called me and he said he invited me to his church. I said, oh, really? I said, I was planning on kind of going there to have a chat with him just to ask him, hey, 
if he's got any advice to give to someone who God's called out of a place where he was planted because he's, he's been through it. More so because he's moving countries. Mm-mm, yep. Um, and he says, oh, okay. And so we decide, all right, well, let's just go tomorrow. This was on the Saturday. So let's just go tomorrow on the Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, Toby was like, we're going to go to uh, Pastor Glenn's church tomorrow. I said, okay, let's go there. Yeah. And so. I think I wanted to go to Numa City because one of the preachers I heard was preaching there in the morning. So I was a bit, not disappointed, but I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we'll go there. I'm so grateful that we did. Oh, yeah. Come on. So we get there. And we just, we feel, we feel like this is, this feels nice. It feels good to start off with. Mm-hmm. And then um, Pastor Glenn preaches and the spirit breaks out mm-hmm. with an altar call. Yep. And we go to the altar. We are smashed by the spirit. People are getting smashed by the spirit. There's people crying, people on the ground being hit by the Holy Ghost. And to the point where Jay Long, you know, he was, he was trying to end the service and he was crying. (laughs) He's trying to say, have a good Sunday guys. And the guys, he's crying and weeping because the presence of God is so strong. But here's the kicker. I said, God, this is a fleece. If you want us to plant at this location of Numa North, then the pastor will be interested in something about me. Mm, like go out of his way. Go, yeah, as yeah. in like go out of his way to want to know something about me. And God just went a step further. And the first thing Glenn Bleakney said, he said, hey, he said, I know you guys, you guys have a podcast. I was like, oh, tick, thank you, Lord. There we go. <laughs> and then everything else kind of came and we felt like home and the spirit broke out. And I believe that we, we knew that we were going to plant there before that fleece was answered, though, um, from my perspective. Like I walked in, felt like home straight away. Um, the worship began and I'd been to many churches and I felt like the Holy Spirit was very restricted, especially in the worship, that he wanted to come and dwell with the people, but the people weren't making room for him or weren't opening their hearts um, to invite him. Mm. And during that worship, I really, I felt the Holy Spirit come and I saw him crashing, spiritually crashing through the doors like a flood into the room. And I remember just looking over at Toby during worship and I was just like, I don't know if you caught this, (laughs) if you caught my eye, Toby, but I looked over at you and I was just like, yes. Yeah. There was this moment I was like, yes, he's here. The spirit's here. He's moving. This is where we need to be. This is our home. Yeah. Um, the message, you know, Pastor Glenn preached an amazing message and it just spoke directly to us exactly what we need to hear. It was like he was, it's like the Lord was speaking through him just to us in the room. That's mm. exactly how it felt. We kept sharing, sharing contact eyes and looking back and forth and being like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, this is the place. And then it, it just... We went down for prayer. The spirit broke out. Spirit broke out in a sense of like, you know, what was prayed over us, we've heard before, confirmation to prophecies, um, and we felt breakthrough, breakthrough Mm -hmm. happen at the altar call, and we just knew. I remember speaking to one of the women there that was serving, 
and she was prophesying over me. And a lot of it was confirmation. And then I just said to her, I said, so like, how many people um, usually serve on team here? Because it's quite, it looks like quite a new church. She said it's only been going for, you know, eight weeks at the time, I think, when we first went there. And um, she was like, I don't know, 10, 15. And I thought, oh, can you, can you check? <laughs> like, I know I'm being a bit strange here, but can you actually have a look? And she goes, oh, for today, we've had 12 serve. And I was like, 12, you sure? And she's like, yeah. I thought, okay. Well, for me, that was my confirmation personally to the vision. Um, After seeking counsel about the vision, I do believe that there is um, an apostolic um, background to that vision as well. Obviously the 12 praying for for us to come and um, I do see the apostolic grace on Toby. So I believe that, yes, that vision is a lot deeper than that. But for me, I just... I needed that. And I think the Lord knew that I needed that, that answer of 12 coming out of that girl's mouth. So yeah, it just, it flowed so easily. And I believe the connection happened so quickly to the people as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which just the community aspect of it. It was just, we went to some churches, people didn't even talk to us really. You know. Yeah, and that's not to badmouth churches. No, it's, just it's just saying the, that the might culture. be just their culture. The culture know? and different churches yeah. are different to every church that you go. And, and yeah, we this culture just fit. We fit straight into this culture. I mean, Toby's Italian. We're both from a European background, so we're very, we're very hospitable and warm and welcoming. So they just welcomed us with open hands, which was amazing. Yeah, it was so good. And so um, we are planted now. Yeah. At Numa North. We are. And God's doing an amazing work there mm. at Numa North with Pastor Glenn and Lynn. And yeah, I guess we're just excited to have a church home and see what yeah. the Lord's going to do. We know so God's good. going to do great things um, for Numa and the people in Numa. We know that the Spirit's going to continue to break out and revive people's hearts yeah. in, in and out of season. So we're really, we're really looking forward to being a part of that movement. Um, yeah, and, and like aside from that, we have been just, I guess, really busy with the podcast. As you can see, we want to yeah. continue to be really active and bring you content every week. We believe it's important to connect with you. We want conversation to continue to flow on our comments. Um, we're also, we've released uh, a journal, which I'm sure you would have seen a little snippet come yeah. in the middle of this podcast. So we've got our journals that are out, which the Lord has been doing this in the making for the last two, three years. So we're really excited that we can bring that in your hand. Yeah. It's available to purchase now. Um, and what else have we been doing, honey? Oh, we've been doing um, the coaching. So life we're doing coaching, life yeah. coaching as well. So it's been a busy season for us. It has, yeah. But I want to I touch on the book a yes, little bit. Yes, yes. So um, many people write Sunday sermon notes um, in like a $2 Kmart. Um, mm. or for people listening, maybe a Walmart little planner, yep. um, an A5 planner, um, or they might just put in their phone and they never look at it again. Yep. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, and the pastors drop gold nuggets every week. You know, God speaks through them mm-hmm. and it's good to have one book that you take to church on a Sunday that you can write, you know, all your notes, and then it's got a monthly review after four weeks 
and you can write the the pastor's name, the preacher. Yep. Um, and it asks you three questions. It asks you, what have you learned? Um, what is something new that you've learned? What is something that you're reminded of? And what is something that you want to change? Which is really provoking questions, mm. um, which helps. I don't want to be someone who goes to church on a Sunday and doesn't want to change anything from week to week. Yeah. Or doesn't say, oh, wow, yeah, that's right. That reminded me of that. Or, hey, I never knew that. And I think that's so um, great to have a place to store all that. And it's the journal you take to, to church. You know, it's just the journal you take to church mm-hmm. and you can take it with your Bible and you can write down your notes and it will empower your walk with Christ 100%. And just on a joke side, you look smart and you look <laughs> really interested in what the preacher's got to say. Yeah. People turn and go, hey, look, look at this guy. Well, look, look at her. Hey, she's got a journal They're out, prepared. man. She's writing it out. Grab the journal. Yeah. Sundaysermonjournal.com. Go for it. Order yourself a copy. The um, pre-order ends on the 28th of February. Which is soon, guys. Which is soon. And then we'll ship out some journals to people. Can I just quickly add something? The Bible tells us to be not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Yeah. And I've sat in many preachings and sermons and I've just heard it, but I actually haven't applied the teaching in my life. And I've journaled for a very long time and journaling has helped me reflect during the week and put an application to the theology that I've learned on a Sunday. And I think that's the purpose behind these journals. And I've been the person who's had a Kmart journal and I've got a whole tub full of Kmart journals that I've journaled in for seven years. You know, um, it's very rare that I go back and look at them because it's just so messy and unorganized. I've got my sermons in one mixed in with uh, my secret place, my visions, prophetic words, signs, wonders, miracles. They're just all mixed in one book. So it's really hard to find. And I think this is a solution to a great problem that I'm sure many other people have out there. Like me, you've got a tub full of journals. It's hard to organize them. If you're like me and you love organization, it's great to have the Sunday sermon journal where you know it's sermons, specifically sermons. Mm. You put it in the cover of your Bible case, you take it to church, you go back, you reflect on it. It's fantastic. Look, I've tried the whole phone thing with the notes and yeah. Yeah. How often do you go back and look at that? One thing that I really want to tell people, it's you buy it once for the whole year. It's got 52 Sundays in there. Mm, so Yes, that's a good point to mention. You could even, if you missed a couple of Sundays, you could even use it for a year and, and something. <laughs> you're in a bit. But um. That's that's pretty much all from us, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we'll we're going to go to a quick video about um, the Sunday Sermon Journal now, but we'll close this off. We'll say thanks for listening, guys. Um, bless you. We love you. Um, comment down below. Click like and subscribe, and we'll see you on the next one on What God Has Done. Hey there, friends. I'm Toby, and this is my amazing wife, Susan. Hi everyone, we're beyond excited to share something that has truly revolutionized our Sunday worship experience. You know, as we immerse ourselves in the power of reflection and journaling, we discovered something remarkable, the incredible benefits that it brings to our spiritual journey. Absolutely, Toby. 
Did you know that studies show that regular journaling can reduce stress, mm. increase self-awareness, and even enhance your overall well-being? That's right. And we thought, why not bring this transformative experience to our Sunday worship? Exactly. Many of us jot down sermon notes on our phone, perhaps random pieces of paper. But let's be honest, how often do we go back and reflect on those notes? Yeah, that's right. That's where the Sunday Sermon Journal comes in. It's not just a journal, right? Mm. It's a sanctuary for your revelations and your promises that God speaks to you every single Sunday at church. With thought-provoking questions, sections for notes, mm. and a structured format, it turns your scattered notes into a purposeful journey of spiritual growth. And here's the beauty. You won't lose it like those random pieces of paper, and it becomes a treasured keepsake of your personal walk with God. Imagine flipping through the pages, revisiting the promises, and seeing how far you've come in your faith journey. Yeah, we're Toby and Susan, and we are the founders of Christian Journal Co. We're committed to providing you with the tools that transform your Sundays and enrich your spiritual walk. So let's take this journey together. Elevate your Sundays with the Sunday Sermon Journal. Get your Sunday Sermon Journal today and witness the transformative power of intentional reflection. Visit sundaysermonjournal.com to order yours. Make every Sunday a truly enriching experience. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. That's it for today. If you like our content, please click like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Bye for now.